It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, welcome back to the playground. Uh, I am. What are the as... rules on this playground? <laughs> There's only one type of rules on the playground, Arik, mm-hmm. and the rules are there are no rules. Yeah. Hard fouls, <laughs> traveling. Well, the rules, you can talk about it. We don't have any of those kind of weird club rules that some clubs have. No, we're not going to make some lame fight club joke. That's what I'm saying. We would never. We would never do that. We we're, would never we're abo- debase we're above you that. with such a hackneyed hackery yeah no we're better than that yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're dumber than that i don't know what are we we're not we're just not there, not there. i don't, I don't i'm not gonna say better um mm. how are you doing man mm-hmm. long day long day long long day um other than that uh i'm doing okay uh i had a i had a lovely but sadly herb free thanksgiving that's true. Uh, you had Thanksgiving yeah. with your parents and some friends. Was it good? It it was good. Yeah, uh, I think my friends, my coworker. It's actually it was actually a coworker and spouse, and I think they are going to be closer friends with my parents than, than <laughs> they are with me very soon <laughs> because they live like across the street from my parents, and they're already talking about like coming over there and bringing them stuff and stuff. Like I think they're all planning on going out to the movies without me. Like I'm not even invited. Oh my gosh! So, what movie? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know. So, like I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know. How old is this I coworker? Don't even know. Uh, younger than you. That's than me? strange. Yeah. Why do you say younger than you? <laughs> We're the exact same <laughs> age. We are the exact same age. That is true. Uh, that's really weird. <laughs> I, a little bit, but I'm choosing to see it as a, a lovely thing. You know, when people come together, it's always a positive yeah. thing. And if they're excited about a blossoming friendship, sure. From the outside, it's a little odd, but good for them. I have cool parents, and you know that that is historically a little annoying sometimes. But you know, I try to try to get, I try to you know, rise above. Good for you. Good for you. For could, could be worse. <laughs> Rising above the uh, the coolness of my parents. Yeah, that's quite a quite a hindrance <laughs> to your success. Yeah, that's cool. so true. I had a nice Thanksgiving. I had a couple of friends over. Um, yeah, and we had I a saw. It was lovely. Yeah, it was really lovely. It was very nice. There was no good football, uh, so we just kind of. You know, had some nice conversation, played some video games, uh, and had a great meal. Oh, did I tell you that I have an Xbox now? Uh, Xbox One? An Xbox One X. Oh, no. What, when did you get that? Uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Second of all, we got to play some dang games, man. This this is what I'm saying. We can fi- It could finally happen. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, we're trying. So, we used to do like a Sunday night thing with uh, myself and a bunch of people that you know, and uh, maybe we can get that going again. Well, it sounds great to me. I mean, you know, I uh, I, I don't really know anything yet. I mean, I just got it literally, like I guess maybe on on Tuesday or something. So very recently. So what what games do you have? Uh, at the moment, nothing. Yeah, I just have the system. So, okay. Um, I'll send you a list that that can be changed. I'll send you a list. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have you played that Spider-Man game? I heard that was good. It's good, but it's not available on the Xbox. Oh, that's for PS4. Yeah, huh. I'm really, really yeah. wanting to play that game. Um, but it's not available. I've actually been playing through Final Fantasy 13 recently. Really? The cool thing you'll find about the Xbox One X is uh, all the older games that are Xbox One X 
uh, enhanced just run amazingly. And if you have any old 360 games, or there are even some I original do. Xbox games that uh, if uh, if they're Xbox One enhanced, it's really really uh, fun to play them because they just look amazing. Like it's it's really unbelievable. Like when you launch those 360 games on the One X, you still get the old 360 UI, and it looks uh-huh. horrible. Like it's amazing. <laughs> well. Yeah. You know, they can't be blamed for that. I'm, you're not blaming them, but... Yeah. No, I'm not blaming them. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. It like, you don't really realize, because in my memory, that like that, that UI looked perfect, you know? And it I know. blew me yeah. away at the time. And then you, now, yeah. in, rendered in 4K, it's just like, oh, wow, this is this is really uh, a lot more pixels there than I realized. Have you ever had that experience where you go back and watch something uh, CGI, maybe from a movie that you remember being just like amazing? Sure. And you're like, oh, my God, this is straight trash. Oh, I remember seeing uh, Avatar in the theater, and you know whatever you want to say about the film at the time, I was like, "Wow, this well, I've is... never seen it." So. Well, I don't think you'd like it. Uh, I don't think I'd like it either. That's why I haven't seen it. At the time, it was stunning. You know, I was like, "This is amazing." That this is the the absolute uh, uh, highest achievement uh, in, in in special effects in cinema history. And then, like within three years, it just looks awful. <laughs> looks terrible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's well especially yeah cgi i mean and, and the thing is now we think oh well but this cgi is gonna look great and it's like hmm probably not nothing I mean, ages more gotten... poorly than cgi but there is some yeah. to, to some degree it has leveled out like i'm sure no no for sure it's not as dramatic because i remember like i went back and watched forrest gump at some point oh i'm sure that was had a lot of bad stuff in it it what just looks like they put someone else's mouth over the people (laughs) and i remember being like oh my god nixon is talking (laughs) you know uh in 2010 if you were to watch like a 10 year old pixar movie you'd be like wow they've come such a long way but if you watch today a pixar movie from 10 years ago they they look pretty good uh, yeah, I mean, I guess people were talking about The Incredibles 2 and that it made The Incredibles 1, like, made it more aware of how it was maybe not as you know, amazing as we thought at the time. Or I've actually yeah. haven't seen the whole movie, but I ha- and I haven't seen the new one at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it is, it's sort of one of those things where it's, like, uh, unfortunate when things I love happen to be in an era that maybe was unfortunate, like, you know, a particular video game, for example, that came out for the N64, and even though the game's great, or the original PlayStation, like, I was talking to someone the other day about uh, Jumping Flash. Did you ever play that? Uh, no, I didn't. So it's a weird-ass PS1 game where you play as a mechanical giant rabbit, and you just jump into the air really high, and you okay. jump around these, like, levels to do these things. It's very weird. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it's surprisingly fun. But, oh, my God, every game from the PS1 era just looks, like, so awful. Uh, with the you exception so of it's Metal like, Gear Solid. You just, I guess my point is, like, sometimes it's, like, it, 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 you almost wish it had come out for the SNES and been a 2D game because it looks so beautiful. Uh-huh. You know, like when you get the height of one level of technology and then you go to the bottom of the next one. Yeah, uh, it can be like, oh, that's uh, unfortunate that they decide. Or like early CGI movies where you're like, couldn't they really could have done that with practical effects? And man, I wish they would have. You know, I totally but I guess that. that's how it gets better. I guess, but it is sort of shocking to go back sometimes. One of the things stuff that's that amazing that was that's actually held up really well is Jurassic Park. Like that is came that out- true? Yeah, it came out in, like, 93, and it still looks pretty good. Hmm. I mean, not... Well, that's cool. You know, it doesn't look like a modern film. If it came out today, people would be like, wow, they really cheaped out on the budget. But all things considered, <laughs> like, there are plenty of movies that came out much later where the CGI looks, like, much worse. Like, uh, the Star Wars all prequels. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I bet the early 
the re, the you know the what is it the prequels? I bet they look pretty pretty terrible now. Yeah, they do. I mean, they didn't look that great at the time. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly say I went to uh, Alamo, a theater that you and I both really enjoy. We do. We both do. Um, do you know they do these monthly events called Box Office Science? No. So basically, they screen a film, and then these two scientists come out and kind of uh, break down various aspects of the film uh, from from that perspective. Um, Is it like a Neil deGrasse Tyson comes out and ruins everything kind of thing, or what? So they kind of did like uh, an unconventional one yesterday, which uh, was my first time experiencing this. They they did the film Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. And they mostly classic. Yeah, it was a great film. Great film. Love it. Cried. Always cry when I watch that movie. Um But they they kind of went over the geography of the trip they took. They did went in a little bit uh into the history of the Diners Club because they both have Diners Club cards and that was really right, interesting. Right, the original credit card. They tried to break down the uh budget, like how much money Steve Martin spent over the course of the film to get home. Just kinda all stuff <laughs> like that. Um, How much did he spend? Do you know? Do so you know? they they actually uh, screwed it up. Uh, there was like a, a do you uh, do you remember at the end of that film when they're leaving the last hotel before they're going to drive to Chicago? Uh, John Candy accidentally backs into it, uh, yeah, and ruins it, and they kind of drive off before anyone can yell at them. I, I vaguely remember that. Yes. Anyway, that was like. That was uh, uh, something they factored into the budget. They said that would have been about $30,000 to fix if you fixed it, okay. not up to code. Um, and you don't think that should have been included? No, because they drove away. They didn't spend ah, that money. I see. They didn't spend the money. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, outside of that $30,000 expense, they said about uh, uh, $22,000. $22,000 is still a lot of dollars. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Especially to spend over the course of a few days just to get home for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. But it's the movies, Arik. We suspend our disbelief. I I don't ever. (laughs) I I already (laughs) bought tickets. They're doing two of these in December. They're doing Gremlins. Oh. And they're doing uh, one of my all-time favorites, a film that we've discussed on this podcast at length, Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard is a classic. It is so good. Yeah. Uh, I do find the people who say, as you know, I find the people who say it's the best Christmas movie ever annoying, but uh, the movie is great. I've never, I have seen Gremlins, but not since, uh, you know, like when I saw it as a kid. So I don't. It's a good movie. Gremlins is a little weak, I would say. It's a good movie. Yeah, I loved it at um, the time. I remember liking it. The sequel is actually really uh, underrated. Gremlins 2 is like. this great little satirical film. Um, same director. Gremlins 2, Gremlins in the Hood. Wait, no, that's uh, Leprechaun. Yeah, no. Basically, uh, the studio is begging Joe Dante to do a sequel. And he had this idea for something that was sort of this like uh, uh, kind of satirical movie that was set in a very modern building that was sort of the headquarters of this, this ridiculous uh, corporation. And... Uh, the studio wasn't really that psyched on it at first, and then eventually, because he just wasn't willing to do anything else, they're like, I guess, well, a Gremlin sequel is better than no Gremlin sequel, and we'll let you make it. And it wasn't super successful, but it's actually very clever and very entertaining. I, I highly recommend uh, uh, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, to the new batch. 
the Gremlins poster is an all-time classic, I think. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like just, it, it's so evocative. You just have no idea. You know, just, it, it doesn't give anything away, but you just want to see it. There's a, there's a lot of films like from the, like the 70s and 80s where they would, someone would paint a cover that would kind of like sort of capture or sell the film. And inevitably, yeah. they never lived up to what those drawings were, you know? Things like Ghoulies and all these, you know, B, uh, B low-budget horror movies and stuff. Like, the, the cover always kind of sold a film that you didn't end up seeing. But, like, Gremlins lived up to the promise. It's crazy that Steven Spielberg presented Gremlins. Yeah. I mean, a, that was kind of in his wheelhouse. Jaws, yeah, Poltergeist, yeah, you know? I know you Well, they, they worked together on Twilight Zone, the movie, apparently. Right. Twilight Zone, uh, the movie. They're doing yeah. another one of those. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. The uh, the guy who... Um, Rod Serling went to my uh, university, so he, you know, he's one of our most famous alums. Really? Yeah. You know he wrote the screenplay for the original Planet of the Apes. Uh, I did not know that. Uh, I knew a variety of things about him because he is like a kind of a, a bit of a hero of mine. Kind of a big wheel. Yeah. Oh, Rod Serling is yeah. great. Yeah, Rod Serling... Was great. He he made a movie that I really enjoy from the fifties called Patterns. Oh, I'm not um, familiar with it. Which is on a Criterion. Criterion has this awesome box set where they have like all these um, TV movies from the mid fifties. It was like an era where TV movies were just a really were really good. I've seen uh, that. Every I've single, seen that box set. Yeah. Uh, every single one of those movies was later made. I think all of them were later made into um, feature length films, or almost all of them anyway. Uh-huh. Uh Like that was the first place that uh, I think Marty premiered which was a pretty big movie later on and some other ones but anyway it's a great movie it's uh it's 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 weird i i think you would i think you would really enjoy it i'll check it out i definitely yeah. love rod serling i love what he's about yeah i'll right give on. a look have you watched any of your uh barnes and noble score uh just the princess bride which we talked about um and uh uh it, Daria remarked that she, you had said that you do not think of yourself as being romantic, and she was like, "Huh, I would have thought that Herb was sweet." <laughs> I'm so, sweet. That's what I said. I said you could be sweet without being romantic. Yeah, but those are um, those are not synonyms. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I thought it was a nice thing she said about you. Anyway, that's very um, nice. Thank you, Daria. Yeah. I'll be nice to Ark this week just because he said that. <laughs> 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 Don't make promises you can't keep. But the the Ingmar Bergman set just arrived yesterday. Oh, it fantastic. is massive. Ooh. I mean, it's just it doesn't fit on any shelf that I own. But um, but it's very impressive. So I'll probably crack that soon. But yeah, no, I haven't. I didn't buy that much to be honest with you. You bought way more than than me. I um I've only watched one so far, and I watched watch? earlier today uh, the Silence of the Lambs and. Um, I don't know you, how recently you come around? I don't know how recently it's been since you've seen it, but I think you should try it again, man. It's so good. Well, I will. I will it's try so it good. again. I mean, I will. It will happen, but because um, I haven't written about it yet, so it will happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, God, I just don't know if I can do it. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to like about that movie. Yeah, just it's just awful Jodie lot. Foster. She's great. Like, could I get a Could I get a Jodie Foster? She is not great. That's the pro- well. Whatever. I'm willing to give it another try. Someone tried to assassinate a president because they liked Jodie Foster so much. Someone, yeah, okay, cool. I, I mean, you're telling sure me exactly you're trying to tell me that she's they, not great shakes. I'm not sure that's why they tried to assassinate a president. He was trying they, to impress I mean, Jodie Foster. He wanted to try to impress her. I don't know why he thought that would impress her. I know. Well, he was clearly yeah. crazy. 
The dude who uh, who shot John Lennon apparently very full of shame and regret, which is a good thing. He should be. Well, I didn't know he was still alive. It's a daily. Like, I had no idea. Short. I remember he did. Yeah, the I know. 60s, I knew nothing uh, about him. Interview like fifteen years ago. I just knew nothing about him other than his name, uh, and you know what had happened. But I never thought about what happened to him after that moment because who cares about him? But like, that's just crazy that he's still around and you know potentially eventually up for parole. I don't possibly? think he'll ever get parole. No, I, I mean, mean for his own protection. Yeah, he would for sure get. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Um, let's huh. talk a little bit about basketball. Okay, well, goodbye, everyone who likes the show up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think people just stop listening? Yes. Well. No, I don't know. Probably not. They probably just suffer through. Uh, I think Daria said that she continues to listen because sometimes we'll be like, well, let's go off topic for a second. And she's like, ooh. There's a it's chance good that we'll briefly yeah. talk about something other than basketball. Exactly. She's like, oh, something fun. This first story <laughs> I want to talk about is a little bit of a hybrid of basketball okay. and All our right. earlier That's topic great. of video games. Uh, someone bought the NBA Jam logo ball in auction and uh, posted a photo of it, and it's just kind of neat. And we'll post it in the show notes, and uh, if you have any fondness or nostalgia for that game... Uh, uh, look at it. It's really I had neat. no idea. Like they say in the story, I had absolutely no idea that was an actual basketball. I didn't know either. And uh, it's pretty neat to see it uh, in different, more natural lighting and from a different angle. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing how well kept it is. Well, yeah, it's not a basketball you can play with. They do make that point. but Sure. Why, but, like, but why would you want to anyway? I mean, it's but like it's crazy. 30 years old. It's crazy what they did to make it look the way it does in the um, video game cover. Yeah, yeah. Like, basically, the colors and everything was chosen so that they could blow it out in that way. Like, the blue around the around the letters, mm-hmm. which becomes white in the... This is so interesting. It really is. It really this is. is. Yeah. This is a good one. You should all, all look it up. Take a look. It's a nice little peek behind the curtain of marketing. Um, great. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, so, that was a little sweet. So, here's a little sour... Um. Uh, I don't know exactly how to frame this discussion. Um, there's a whole thing with a uh, uh, ex uh, of Dwight Howard's uh, has come out and stated that he uh, uh, has been uh, threatening her uh, through... Uh, uh, his team through his pastor and directly. Uh, so the, the can I, let me just jump in there. The person you're talking about identifies as a man, apparently. Oh, I apologize. Yeah, that's right. That uh, that did recently come out. So he yeah. uh, is is accusing uh, Dwight Howard of sort of uh, engaging in this campaign of threatening behavior uh, uh, because. Uh, this person was threatening, he, threatening to disclose that Dwight Howard has, has a, a more complicated sexual history than most people assume. We don't really have to get into many of, or really much detail at all here. If you are interested in this, the story is out there, um, and you can read it. Uh, the, the salient uh, things to talk about here um, are, A, like the press has not really uh, run with this story at all. There's an article about it in Deadspin, but, you know, ESPN isn't really talking about it, and and all the kind of the big sports media outlets don't really want to seem to touch this one. Um, And there's probably a number of reasons for that. Uh, uh, 
there's really only two other points I want to make about the story. Um, one, if if Dwight Howard has been threatening this person, that's really the only item of significance. That is a terrible thing, and uh, hopefully he's held accountable. Uh, that said, we don't know for sure if this is true or not. Um, the other thing is, uh, as as a basketball fan, um, when this story broke, uh, I was I was like really really bummed out to see uh, how uh, people on social media were reacting. Um, obviously, this this former romantic associate of Dwight Howard's uh, identifies as male. I think most people assume that Dwight Howard was pretty cis, and uh, upon uh, realizing that he uh, might not be, it was just a whole lot of really awful uh, homophobia and uh, just, you know, really bad, obvious jokes and, and people having a lot of kind of fun with it and kind of missing the point of the story. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've, I know that these things exist and we have so much room to grow as a society, but, um, uh, it's just really depressing that it seems like the sports community is always just, uh, just a few steps behind everyone else. Yeah. I, I mean, I echo pretty much everything you said. I think it's really interesting that none of the primary voices in the sort of, uh, NBA news sphere, have had anything to say about this and um and, and and maybe you know and and i i would say that that makes sense in a sense because this is not about basketball but that, that doesn't stop them on any number of other uh tangential topics oh yeah um, i mean I, espn I, has like five stories a day about tom brady being a crazy person yeah or whatever yeah and and i i think um i i just uh i i mean you know <sighs> I have so many conflating thoughts about this. It's like, on the one hand, like, whatever this man does is literally nobody's business. On the other hand, as you say, if he's harassing someone, then that is uh, absolutely and completely inappropriate, wrong, yeah. probably illegal, uh, but immoral anyway. Um, the the His ex is, you know, I, I think this is a weird era with the social media and all this stuff is really weird. Like, I would not want any of my, you know relationship business to be blasted all over Twitter. But on the other hand, as I said, I a lot of compassion for this person as well. Um, and I think that uh, the comments by people on social media are exactly the trash, hate-filled garbage and the reaction and the reaction to the reaction and the reaction to that that you would expect in the trash fire that is 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I think professional sports are one of the last bastions of just unadulterated uh, homophobia, transphobia, sexism, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate to see. I, I just the whole thing is just awful and sucky and also weird and like completely like weird in the sense of just like uh, an unexpected story. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, it was uh, you know, and, and, very, very surprising when it came out. Yeah. And I mean, I do not care at all uh, who Dwight Howard loves or has sex with or whatever, but. I do care if he's harassing people, and I, I do care about the way that our society treats people and all these kind of things. So yeah, the whole thing's just uh, just awful and weird and weird. <laughs> yeah. D- two two slices of weird and one slice of awful. I, I, I really wonder. Yeah, that's well said. Two slices <laughs> of weird and one slice of awful. Well said. Um, I wonder if this is something that's just going to kind of go away because no one's really talking about it or... I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, I suppose if if no one else says anything, it probably will just go away. Yeah. Um, th- it would not take much though to 
turn this into a longer story. It really just depends on what happens now. Because right now, uh, right now it's a he said, nobody said, because Dwight Howard's not saying anything. Yeah, and he's injured, um, so, so he's not playing. And, yeah. yeah, so barring um, uh, any kind of legal action on the part of, um, uh, I, I don't know how to say his name, Masin Elijay? I don't, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, uh, but anyway, unless he presses charges or unless something else happens dramatic, uh, it seems likely that, um, you know, this will just kind of fade away, but it is an interesting moment. It sure is. Um, yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, we're just not afraid. We're monitoring the situation. We're not afraid to go where places like Sports Illustrated and ESPN dare not tread because here are the playground rules. We're fearless. And we have a comparable audience size, so I mean, it's not that. <laughs> I mean, I hear, I just hear people saying, "Well, yeah, you only have fifty subscribers. What do you care?" But I'd say to them, first of all, we only have forty-nine subscribers, <laughs> and second of all, <laughs> how dare you? That's amazing, forty-nine. I know. Who are you, people? I don't even know forty-nine people. Forty-nine thousand. Good for you. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um. Yeah, exactly. Help us get to fifty. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, uh, just quickly, it sounds like officially uh, the 76ers are done with Markel Fultz. Uh, that makes me really happy. I hope he goes somewhere where he can actually uh, build a career. The whole uh, Fultz 76ers sideshow has been uh, uh, really unpleasant to watch, and the poor kid hasn't really gotten a fair shake. Wait, so how do we know that they're done with him? Uh, hang on. It is according to... Philly.com, blah, Some blah, blah. sources have said that despite the team's statements, Fultz is no longer in their long-term plans. But I, that doesn't... I don't know if that's true. I mean, it might not be. It's not the first story we've discussed that has been based in part on speculation or totally on speculation. But, I mean, it seems like after they traded for Jimmy Butler that they're not really interested. I mean, they should be done with him, probably. Yeah. Although, man, I mean... Good lord! Like right, so. Okay, let's just briefly dip our toes into this water. Okay. Uh, do we do we both agree that the currently the uh, most disappointing number one pick in NBA history is Anthony Bennett? Absolutely. Okay. Certainly yeah, in our a lifetime. Of, a lot of people got off the hook on that one, um, but like, yeah, I would say so, right? But yeah. if, if Markel Fultz uh, never played another game today, would he be? even more disappointing than Anthony Bennett? No, because Anthony Bennett was a number one pick for a team that was in the gutter and was actually supposed to have an immediate impact on uh, changing uh, changing their fortunes and making that team hopefully a winning team, and he gave them absolutely nothing. If Fultz never plays another game, it's disappointing, but it's not like the 76ers aren't in a great position. They still have Joel Embiid, they still have Ben Simmons, and they could very well have Jimmy Butler for uh, a number of years to come. I yeah, think context I guess matters. That's true. Yeah, I mean Hashim Thabit. It's similar, right? Like he was, no one really cared about him. He wasn't needed for the Grizzlies. He was a pretty bad one, though. That was pretty bad. I guess the other thing to think about is who did you miss out on? Like right. Anthony Bennett's right. year was the year of. Uh, was that the Giannis year? It's twenty thirteen. Who was in the 2013 draft? Uh, let's see. 2013 draft had Victor Oladipo as number two. Oof. Michael Carter-Williams, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Rudy Gobert. Kelly Olenek. Uh, <laughs> I do not like him. Uh, Steven Adams. 
Nerlens Noel. It wasn't a great draft, but there were people. And you got two two bona fide all stars, including one yeah, superstar. Rudy Gobert, yeah. Giannis, and Victor Oladipo are all really really good. Uh, the, I guess let's see, Hashim Tabit, because um, like the, in the modern era, it's like you know Greg Oden is a bust, but uh, you can't blame him because you know it was health things, right? Yeah. Uh, the beat was drafted right after. Oh, he was number two. But still, okay. Are we just talking about number one overall? I mean, you're the one who started this conversation. It's up yeah, to you. Yeah, I did. So it's. I guess it's number one overall. The beat was number two. Still, not a great pick. But um, who was I number one? That Brown. Year? Sorry, who was number one that year? Oh, in 2009, uh, number one was. I had it, and then I read it, and then I immediately. Oh, was that forgot Blake it Griffin? Again. It was uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah, but number three was James Harden. Number seven was Stephen Curry. Number nine was DeMar DeRozan. Number 17 was Drew Holiday. Number 19 was Jeff Teague. Sure. Like, the, not a great year to take Hashim to beat. Number th- five was Ricky Rubio. You know, uh, Brandon Jennings, Tyler, Tyler Hansbro, uh, <laughs> Ty Lawson, um, you know, Darren Collison, my boy Omri Caspi. You know, there were a lot of people you could have taken instead of Hashim to beat. Yeah. Um, Kwame, Kwame Brown. That's a pretty bad one. That's a really right? bad but one. But he wasn't yeah. terrible. I mean, he played for. He played for like 10 know, years. 12 years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I mean, uh, number two was Tyson Chandler. So the same thing you know, with like the the number three was Pau Gasol. Who's the guy that got drafted ahead of uh, Sam Bowie ahead of Jordan? Sam Bowie is another one where it's mostly he's better than we remember, and he was exactly. It's it's, uh, it's similar to the Kwame Brown thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, a little bit similar. Although I would say Qu- uh, Sam Bowie's almost a sort of more of a Greg Oden type because when he was healthy, he was actually pretty good, and he just had like lots of health issues in an area where that was really bad. Mm-hmm. I think the other, the, the only one you could say is maybe as bad as as um as our boy Anthony Bennett was Larue Martin. This is obviously before our time, but in the nineteen seventy two draft, uh-huh. he was taken number one ahead of Bob McAdoo. Oof, that's pretty rough. <laughs> Paul Westfall, Julius Irving, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not, Julius not a good Irving. One. Yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't end up playing in the yeah. NBA at that point, but he was yeah. drafted. Uh, I, but even then, I would almost say that uh, Anthony Bennett was worse because Larue Martin played for like four years, and mm-hmm. I mean, he only averaged like uh, in his best season, it was like seven points a game. But like, what did what did Anthony Bennett? I mean, ever he do? literally nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, am I remembering? Am I forgetting anything? Like, what were Anthony Bennett's career stats? The for his entire career, oh, I've got. That I don't game. even know how many games he played. Uh, like thirty, maybe. The, the uh, he played 151 games. Wow, that's he scored. Way he way averaged 4.4 points a game. Uh huh. He averaged uh, 3.1 rebounds per game. How many minutes per game did he average? He averaged 12.6 minutes per game. Yikes! I mean, and you know, he went to Fenerbahce after he after he um, washed out of the NBA. He went to the Turkish league and played uh-huh. for Fenerbahce. He averaged 1.2 points per game in. Well, only in six point three minutes per game, but he only played like ten games. Like he, the man played. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's had a worse, uh, <laughs> worse career after being the number one pick than 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 him. I think it's hard. It would be hard to even have a less impressive uh, career. It's just crazy. Yeah, you know, we'd we'd probably have to deep dive a little bit and kind of like put some metrics on here. You could, to, you, to yes, me. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like at a glance. Whether you're looking at it in a vacuum or even taking the context of of the team situation or other players in the draft, it's it's it all comes back to Bennett, man. It really does. It really does. I mean, his his best game ever, I think, was was like nineteen points or something. I mean, you know, yeah, that's not I, bad. You can score nineteen points in an NBA game. Yeah, but I'm also not six foot eight. 
you know, I think even if I was six foot eight, I couldn't score 19 points in an NBA game. But <laughs> there are other reasons I'm saying. There might be other reasons. I don't know. He was definitely awful. He, yeah, he had a couple. He did have a couple of good games. It's actually kind of weird. I think he had the talent. I mean, in college, like 16 and 8 uh, for UL, UNLV in his only year of college. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it's just crazy. But, yeah. Anyway, what I'm saying here is I think Markel Fultz is much, much better than Anthony Bennett. Uh, but also we don't know if he'll ever get over whatever it is that's going on, whether it's physical or mental. You know, I mean, we just don't know. It's really curious. That's why I'm happy. I I really hope he gets traded. I really hope he goes somewhere else. Yeah, I want to, I'm going to get a fresh start. Yeah. And yeah. maybe in, like, a smaller market, like, you know, hopefully he doesn't get traded to New York or well, something like yeah, that. Well, probably not, not a good idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know what, maybe, uh, I don't know where would be a good place. Maybe Cleveland, ironically. Yeah, no, thank you. I was thinking, like, <laughs> I don't know, somewhere low stakes, somewhere where they're not expecting him to really yeah, change the current stakes, uh, yeah. standing of the team. Yeah, but man, it, you know, f- number one overall pick is such a valuable asset. And I mean, you know, it tends to have such a immediate and dramatic impact, uh, even the ones that are not LeBron James, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I just, uh, it's pretty shocking when, when they don't come through at all. Pretty crazy. It's pretty rare. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, historically, that's a pretty hard pick to screw up, but it does happen. Sometimes you just get the wrong year, but in his case, I mean, there are several players drafted after him that would have been much, much better choices. I mean, they literally traded up for that pick. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that, yeah. that makes this so Ooh, that's a factor, yeah. If he never if he never really plays uh, significant minutes in the NBA again, if you factor that in, that might make it like one of the worst. Again, we, we'll have to crunch the numbers. <laughs> we'll and also, we're hoping, well, just so we're clear, just so everyone knows where our hearts lie, or at least my heart, I am hoping that he dramatically turns it around. Oh, Not just absolutely. because he went to UW, but just in general. I, I just, you know, we are we are rooting for him. We don't really root for anyone's failure, other than no, definitely warriors. not. <laughs> I don't root for the I don't root for their failures. I root for Kevin Durant to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Warriors. By the way, have been struggling. Um, they have, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not like super. I don't really have a lot to say about it because I think they're going to be fine. Um, it has been interesting to see, like without Draymond and without Steph, they're definitely a very different team. Do you think this uh, helps uh, any kind of case for Steph Curry to be uh, MVP? Yeah, but uh, and he he was like you know white hot uh, to start out the season. He's going to have to continue that because there's a there's a lot of uh, really really good players in this league right now. And, uh, and yeah, historically, LeBron certainly wants yeah. the wants another one. I think he wants another one, but it's going to be tough for him. Like the MVP award tends to go to. Uh, oh. The, the hot new thing, you know, it's not, it's who's not your, always, who's your, who's your guest then right now, Giannis? Uh, if that team gets a little bit more consistent, uh, and, uh, I think there's a chance there. I think Kawhi's making a good case just because that team has been unbelievable and he's been really good. Um, if the Pelicans kind of drag themselves out of the funk they're in right now, I think Anthony Davis has been, uh, unbelievable. And just, uh, just over the last like year and a half, it's just been on such a crazy stretch there. I yeah. mean, I don't think there's any one standout, um, but I would be surprised, like, with, with A, kind of the the resentment towards the Warriors, uh, and B, that whole kind of, like, fatigue thing that seems to uh, impact uh, MVP cases, unless it's, you know, just completely mm-hmm. indisputable. Um, he'll, he, still, he still has to earn it, 
Um, I, I do think this does uh, obviously show how uh, how important you know what they're going through shows how important he is to the team. But um, I don't think uh, well the the MVP of my heart is uh, is CJ McCollum. So you know, <laughs> uh, the MVP uh, of my heart is uh, Kyrie Irving, and uh, really his team is not really good. <sighs> no, your team your team is not not great. Yeah, it's been weird. Um, it is weird. I, although I have weird. to say, they had a really solid win yesterday. Uh, they played in New Orleans, uh, where the team has been 8-1 and one so far this season. Uh, Anthony Davis did play, um, and they, they handled them. Um, Kyrie had uh, 26 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. I think he even had 5 steals. Uh, they had three players uh, score twenty more points for the first time all season. Um, so I have two questions for you about the Celtics. Okay. Question number one: What do you? How did you feel when you heard Kyrie say that he's helping to retire young? Um, I mean, I kind of take everything he says with a grain of salt. That's <laughs> wise. Yeah, I mean, there was a thing where uh, on the road trip and podcast uh, when he was talking with Channing Fry and uh, Al Jefferson. Uh, they were talking about him as like the Lauren Hill of the NBA. Um, now that is interesting. Yeah, I mean he's twenty six years old, and he said he doesn't want to play yeah. past his mid thirties. I mean theoretically, that means he could play for like nine more years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I you know I I think he's been unbelievable this season, um, and it bums me out that the team has been kind of letting him down. And I hope it doesn't get so bad that he decides to leave because I would be very happy if he signed uh, you know a four year uh, max extension with the Celtics. Like I'd be happy for him to get that money. I just love everything that I've been seeing from him. Um, I think he's uh, you know just beyond like. Does he give us a better chance of winning a title? Which I think he does. I just think he's just so entertaining. I just want him to continue to be on my team because I just love watching him play. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Kyrie's as well, as you know. Um, Question number two. And I asked you this question off pod, as we say. (laughs) Uh, Has any thought crept into your mind about whether or not uh, Brad Stevens might have been the perfect coach for an up-and-coming young team to overachieve? Uh, the perfect development coach and to get the most out of players mm-hmm. more than they ever knew they could, but not the right coach to lead a favorite uh, and to take them over the hill. A little bit like the pre Phil Jackson bulls with Doug Collins and the post Phil Jackson bulls with uh, Phil Jackson. I think that there's certainly a possibility. Um, I think that's really impossible to say right now. The, the thing with this team is there seem to be a lot of, little factors that are kind of contributing to their mediocrity and and they're they're not terrible um they've they've had some really ugly losses they've had a few really ugly stretches in the season uh they're they had a you know west five game west coast road trip where they were just atrocious but those things are a real gruel but um again like there's like multiple little things that seem to be uh, just conspiring against the team as a whole. You know, you got Gordon Hayward uh, really kind of like uh, struggling to get back into form, but again, he's he's been behind schedule, so this is to be expected, and he has shown glimpses, you know. It seems like it is coming back. Um, I, I'm, I'm not ready to write him off. 
uh, a lot of the younger players that really show shown bright last year are are having some issues. Uh, Jalen Brown really struggled to start the season, uh, just shooting terribly and and just uh, bad decision making. Um, Jason Tatum uh, kind of came into the season uh, making really bad choices offensively. Um, that seems to have tapered off. Um, yeah, I, I I still think that this team is going to be okay, and I thought they looked great last night. Um, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to write anyone off. Certainly not Brad Stevens. Um, you know, I think it's just going to be one of those <laughs> weird years where it takes time. I think they're not going to win fifty plus games. This this will be the probably the first year under Brad Stevens where they don't uh, surpass the previous season's win total. But uh, but I'm still optimistic, and I still believe that patience is the answer. Yeah, I think that all makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, I think it's a long season, although we are like a quarter of the way through now. So, you know. No, I but, mean, um, I've texted you uh, multiple times, uh, especially in the last week or two, uh, stating like I'm getting really, really concerned. But then something happens to bring me back to kind of peace. Like, again, like last night's game was a really, really solid effort. They looked... They looked. They were playing with purpose. They were playing well, and it's. It seemed like the kind of win that they can build on, because um, they did try some new things. Right yeah. on. If we had had this conversation two nights Before ago, for that win, I would be calling for everyone to get traded and for Brad. You'd be losing your mind. <laughs> anyway, um, I hear you, man. I hear you couple one more brief little story before we go into uh the centerpiece of this podcast well we know you've all been waiting for (laughs) um (laughs) just want to quickly uh shout out a lot of people are talking about this right now but uh but we just got to shout them out like the the clippers man who saw that coming they're really good yeah i i haven't watched enough of their games um i need to watch more to see what's going on but they are by themselves uh on top of the uh, uh, Western Conference, a quarter of the way to the Wild. season, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. I wonder when the last time they were number one in the Western Conference, a quarter of the way, a quarter of the way into the season, was. Oh God, uh, has it ever happened? I wonder. Um, I wonder too. I'm not going to find out though. I'm going to take it upon myself to make sure that I watch some more of their games because this. Uh, this team is fun, and their success is uh, enjoyable. You know, are are they going to win a championship? No, but uh, after losing uh, 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 DeAndre and Blake and Chris all in the span of like uh, a year and a half, uh, uh, they're 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 just doing fine. And uh, yeah, it seems like if you're one of those players that wants to play in the big market and go to LA, this this might be the preferable destination to the Lakers, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Depending on whether or not you want to play with, uh, with LeBron. Let's say if you're you a play superstar. With my man, Teodosic. Let's say you're a superstar. Uh, Arik. I would want to. Yeah. You were, you were after 20 and 10. You're 27 years old. You got okay. a, a all shot very believable at a nice, yeah. You got a shot at a nice big contract. You can play wherever you want. Do you, do okay. you, would you choose? And you you want to go to L.A. You want to be in commercials. You want cameos on TV shows and movies. You want to be amongst stars. Uh, 
would you want to play with the Clippers or do you want to play with the Lakers this offseason? <sighs> Assuming that things kind of play out the way we expect them to. Yeah, so I would say that that it, Clippers probably because of all the things you said, um, but it really depends on who the player is and what they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, playing with LeBron, uh, for me at least, it's it's not whether, you know, depending on what you want to achieve, it's, it's just that if you win, it's going to be LeBron's uh, incredibleness that made you win, and if you lose, it's going to be your fault. Yes. So... For me, that's the main thing. Is like I don't. It just just doesn't sound like awesome at all. Um, Do you think you have a better chance of winning a title if you're playing with LeBron? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Uh, but uh, and I think that the Lakers right now are probably a better run organization than the Clippers. Uh, you know, historically they certainly have been. But I, I'm just not a huge Steve Ballmer fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you know, so and it's still the Clippers. Plus their logo is awful. Uh, but so, but those are all kind of secondary concerns. I think. You know, if I was a, a a hot, you know, young star or whatever who wanted to like make a name for myself in L.A., I mean, yeah, no, you want to go to the to the Clippers. If you're a Paul George type, uh, you might want to go to the Lakers. Um, like if you're someone who's ideally suited to be the second best player on the mm-hmm. team, or you just like you want to be more in a supporting role, or you're a Clay Thompson type and you're incredible, but you don't want the pressure yeah. of being the guy. Uh, what about there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah, or Kawhi Leonard. Although at this point, I, I, my, I would bet he stays in Toronto. Um, what's that? Me? I didn't say anything. Oh yeah, I would bet he stays in Toronto. Um, so that would be. I mean, that's just my guess. Of what's going to happen? Interesting. But we'll see. But I, I think that uh, yeah, if you're if you're someone who doesn't want that pressure because it can be really nice, like you, you know, and and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like I think we demonize people sometimes for not always wanting to to be the person it, it can be really rewarding to to be in a, a more of a support role and it can be really rewarding to lead so i think and different people are different people and i don't think we should try to make everyone the same and honestly a league where everyone wanted to be the best player and lead would not work at all yeah right? so um we decide some people have the talent for it and then we get mad if they don't want it sure you know, uh, like jeff I, green I we, we... <laughs> god jeff green uh god jeff green uh you know but like i think you know it's, there's nothing wrong with being evan turner Oh, sure, yeah. I wish I was Evan Turner. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, His life is awesome. It's fun. Uh, It's a really fun situation uh, in Clipperland, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Um, It's just nice to see nice things happening for them. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, Cool. Final story of the week. Uh, Oh, we've been waiting. And putting this off. But the NBA City Edition jerseys have now been uh, known for two weeks, and Eric and I have yet to weigh in. As you all know out there in uh, Playground Nation, we're both a couple of fashionistas. Um, so I think what we should do is we're just going to go through, and I want you to give it a rating from one to five, and that's your brief thoughts. Do you want to alternate, okay. like, who goes first? Sure. Okay. Why don't you go first with the Atlanta Hawks, one to five? Oh. <sighs> Two, it's uh I don't understand this at all. It apparently it's supposed to look like birds in flight, uh-huh. uh, but it just looks like random triangles. I I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not inspired by this one. And I the lettering is, I mean it's pretty bad. And I like the colors, I guess, but it's pretty boring. I yeah I hate this jersey. Um I I think two is about right. It's not it's not quite a one. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, three would be too much. It's it's this is this is just like not a good looking jersey. Um, yeah, you struck out Hawks. Um, uh, number uh, two on the list, we have the Boston Celtics. Um, my favorite team, but I'm gonna have to go with a three on the uniform. I think it kind of looks. It looks good in action, like when they're playing games. It actually has looked pretty good, but I just feel like it looks like a high school uniform. I give it a two. Uh, I it just it's boring. Like they didn't really go for anything. It, it, there's nothing really to hang your hat on. I agree. It looks like could be Boston Prep or something like that. I don't yeah. know if there is a Boston Prep. There probably is. Uh, <laughs> there's just there's just nothing. They didn't really try anything bold. At least the Atlanta Hawks tried something and failed. They didn't even try anything. Yeah, but I, I just feel like the Celtics will never do that. It'll always be just. Yeah, some variation of the color scheme and, and a slightly different font. Um, it would be fun if one year they just went kind of crazy, like some of these other teams have. You know, do like a yeah. do something that honors like Aerosmith or whatever. Like, I don't really like Aerosmith, but at least it'd be something different. It's like you know, it's like cool a yellow trim on what otherwise looks exactly like your standard home jersey. <laughs> exactly, Great. that is exactly yeah. right. Uh, uh, so Nets. next up is the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, uh, five. I love this. I bet you hate it. I love it. Uh, it's so weird. It like looks like something that like uh, like an outfit that like speech from Arrested Development would have worn in like the nineties. It apparently <laughs> is to honor honor the notorious Big. He there. Um, he's on various parts of it, and uh, it has that cool bed style like graffiti thing in the bottom, yep. like tagging thing. And I, 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 I don't know. I love it. Like that, you know, the black and white makes a good canvas for something like this. But just this weird edge uh, of why color. Do you, I, I, why I do you it. think that I wouldn't like it? I don't know. It's just my feeling. Interesting. Well, I'm going to blow your mind right now. I give it a five too. Yeah, I, that's my I boy. I completely agree with you. I just think it's. I think it's beautiful, and I love uh, yeah. the legacy that it's honoring. Um, yeah. This is what so these good. things should be. It's a city edition jersey. So. Honor something that has to do with the city, and you know, it's one of the first things you think of when you think of Brooklyn is uh, Christopher Wallace. The Hard great, agree. The great notorious Big. I love it. I yeah. just think it's good fantastic. job, Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, Charlotte. Oh boy. Uh, kind of Tronny thing going on here. I'm gonna say. I'll give it another three, I think. It's just kind of in the middle for me. It's not terrible, but I don't like it. Yeah, I'm going to agree with the three. I, I don't really, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of putting cities' nicknames on them, but I guess this is what, you know, the point of this is to some degree. So mm-hmm. Buzz City, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I actually like the colors, um, but that weird, like, uh, shield or whatever it's supposed to be, or like, like whatever is going on with the thing? sides. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's gonna look like it looks like an exaggerated. Like it looks like it's giving trying to give them a smaller waist. I don't. I don't really. I don't really get it. It's it's a weird look, and uh, I haven't seen it on the Hornets, so maybe it looks better in person. But yeah, it, it in this it, it's really just the colors and Some a little bit. Do the, look a little the, bit better in practice. Like the the, uh, the lettering. Yeah. The lettering of the uh, of the numbers, I actually kind of like in the color. So I'm giving it a three for that. But yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, Chicago Bulls. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go with a one here. Uh, <laughs> I I don't. It looks like a Wizards jersey. That's the <laughs> thing. It looks so much like a Washington Wizards jersey. Yeah, 
I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why would you do that? I, I don't. I guess the Chicago has a four star city flag. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. The lettering of the like the position of the number seems pretty arbitrary. The, the everything about it is just weird. I don't like the piping. Like, I, I just, I do not enjoy this. This is your first one so far, right? I think it is. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go two. I don't. I, I, one is kind of harsh, but it's bad. You ripped off someone else's jersey. I don't. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I don't yeah it is plagiarism. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm being too generous. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, this is a really interesting design. Um, I'm going to go, and I think this is one that we're going to heavily disagree on. I'm going to go four. I kind of like love it, <laughs> just because it's so we are, weird. <laughs> we. <laughs> we will disagree on something, but it's not going to be this. I love it. I love it. I think I'm going five. I love this one. It look. I. I mean, it's supposed to be like the power of Lake Erie, but it kind of just looks like it's on fire, which you know is awesome. Like I. I just. I love it. I love the colors. I love the way. I love everything about it. It's so. Great. It's really cool. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, Dallas Mavericks. Oh God, they are always terrible at this. Yeah, they're and always like they're, always at the bottom. And they're not, they're not, they're, they're, I'm a three. It's like super boring. There's nothing interesting about it. It's not even, like, I wish there was like a no score. It's not even interesting enough for me to like or hate it. Yeah. It's just like, it's like so boring. Like, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even, I, I just, it, there's nothing to say about it. It's just so, so totally boring. I give it, yeah, I'll give it a two. I think it's just typical Mavericks blandness. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Uh, Pass. Denver Nuggets, five. Thank you for bringing back the Rainbow Cityscape. I love it. I miss it. It's not as cool as the original ones, but you're tributing, you're uh, tributing the possibly the greatest NBA jersey of all time. So you get a five just for that. Yeah, you cannot give this anything less than a five. This is incredible. If this was a T-shirt, I would wear it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even a Nuggets fan. I, it's it's so good. I mean, that you're right. It is not as good as the thing it's imitating. Although, how could it be? Yeah. But like, it is still so great. Love it. Uh, Detroit yeah. Pistons. Oh, they always go for something like this. Yeah. And it, again, it's like one of those things where I'm like, uh, I don't hate it. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess three. I don't know. Again, I, you know what? Actually, yeah, it's a strong three because there, there's some color things to it I like. I like the white of the like um, trim. Yeah. And uh, and I don't mind the gray stripes. It's just kind of boring. Motor City, that's cool. Uh, I don't know. It's <sighs> this is a one for me. I think it just wow. Stinks. Okay, yeah. a first disagreement. Yeah, I mean it's not great. It's for sure not great. I don't hate it. I like do. you know we're gonna get to uh, you know they're trying to do something similar to what like the Pacers did with theirs, and we'll get to that in a few. Right, um, like the in the we're we're racing kind of yeah, thing. and like one of them looks really cool, and one of them looks like. Like, literally, just the most obvious, on-the-nose interpretation of that. It's like, hey, try to evoke our our history of, of, of you know, car manufacturing. It's like, okay, we'll just make the jersey look like a street by putting two stripes on it. It's, no, boo, <laughs> boo. <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, I think it's supposed to be the racing stripes on the top of a car's hood, like a muscle car, but still. Eh, well, and then, no. then they lose even more points for not being clear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Uh, oh. Begrudgingly, oh. I'm going to give this a three. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as last year's. I don't love it, but I don't think it's as bad as last year's. I will also give it a three. Uh, I, there are 
aspects of it I really like, and there are aspects of it I really don't like, and so that is a three because the two are combining to make uh, one uh, one jersey. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. There's thing. It's a, got a lot going on, and there are parts of it that I enjoy. Uh, I like the call out to the bay. I guess I like that it's a Chinese coin. I like yeah. the the colors are good. The there's just too much detail, and it doesn't. The number in the center looks awful, and the whatever the hell's going on on the sides are not not great. The number in the I, center, it looks like they were like finished it and didn't have the number on it, and someone went, "Oh crap!" And then like a totally different artist. Added yeah, it just does not fit yeah. at all. It doesn't even look like it's the same color. I, it's really weird. So yeah, you know, right? Houston Rockets. Uh, also traditional Chinese, uh, situation, but it's the same one they use all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I like the wind and stuff in the back, but I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate the, it's again, it's a three. I go four. I just, I like the color this time around and I like the the, color is nice. I like the cream. I think it works. I I think it works a little bit better than the last one. I kind of like it. Indiana Pacers. It's better than last year's for sure. Indiana Pacers, I'm also giving a four. I really like the the side street. Um, the Pacers uh, font itself isn't great. It loses points. It loses points for that. This could have been a five. This could have been a home run. But just that that right side of the jersey, I really like a lot. Uh, I'm gonna go two. Wow. The, I think it's. I think yeah. This I think is it's our bland. biggest disagreement so far. Uh, maybe yeah this one in the yeah maybe this one yeah uh pacers is like really wrongly aligned like look at the space between the p on the left side and the s on the right side uh, that's just it's driving me insane uh the, the number at the angle is okay i the, it just looks very amateurish and it's supposed to look like those uh awesome striped jerseys that they used to wear yeah. uh, in the 90s it, 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 but it doesn't and i i, I don't always lead like get the f out of here i i, I don't uh, not not a fan Let's try to uh, let's try to to breeze through some of these. <laughs> this is gonna last. This uh, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying it, uh, huh. but we're at about an hour. And uh, well, we're not breezing through the next one, buddy. Los Angeles Clippers is a ten out of five. Really? Like, I yes, I love it. I love of the it. The LA I, gear thing. Y- yes, yes, yes. It is so awesome. Like I, the number is trash. Like I totally understand if you hate this, yeah. but like that LA is. A million out of out of out of five. Just the L.A. part. I give it a, like I love a three. It. Oh, I love that L.A. Yeah. so much. I uh, wish that was their actual logo. I like the L.A. a lot. Uh, I just don't like anything else about it. No, everything else about it's awful. But that L.A. is so great that I don't care. So seven is now the biggest difference that we've had. In one. <laughs> uh, Lakers. Oh, uh, God. This is a two for me. Um, it's basically yeah. like if like. When Shaq had just joined the Lakers, if he had been like, you know, I really like the stripes on our Magic jerseys, I'll come to your team, but you got to give me those stripes. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, what were they? It's just yeah. nothing. Agreed. It's a two, and you know what? It, it almost is a one because it's celebrating Magic Johnson's three MVPs and five championship rings. Like that would be cool if he wasn't the GM and president or whatever of the team. <laughs> like that, that, that makes it not cool to do that. Like it's it must I, it I couldn't have been his choice, right? I can't I don't know, but anyway, it's not great. Uh Memphis Grizzlies, like I honestly don't know what I think of this. This is a zero. Like <laughs> this is so awful. It looks like a like I drew it. Like I don't it it I, I, actually I'm better than this. Like it's it is so 
haphazard. It looks like someone took some clip art and like didn't even like understand the size. Like, why is that number so small? Why is their name so small? I just like, think what, yellow what is, and gray is like. What is going on on the sides? Yeah, what's with the yellow and the gray? It's apparently supposed to be uh, the shimmer of a championship belt because of professional wrestling. Like, I, uh, that's I mean, awful. I get that, but you can't tell at all. Again, it's like I give it a one. They we're not clear. Yeah, I give it a zero. Um, Miami Heat, fifty five. Yeah, that perfect score. They just nailed it. Yeah, nailed it they, again. They, I mean, honestly, they did the same thing, but like yeah. when it's that perfect. Yeah, well, like, they did it cares? on black instead of on white, and it's just like I know, even which better. is so good. It's even it's better. So good. I love Ugh. it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, love it. Yep. Thank you. We're Miami. in agreement. Perfect. Uh, Milwaukee wow. Bucks. Uh, I love it, and I I don't know Dang. why because it's ugly. I thought this is the one that we were going to disagree on. <laughs> no, I love it. I love this one. I think it's I love amazing. It. Yeah, amazing. I do too. Yeah, it's so good. Five out of five. Yeah, five out of five. It looks like that old arena. I love oh, it. I love it's it. It's fantastic. It might be my favorite yeah. one of all of them, to be honest. Um, it's so good. Yeah. It is so wow, good. I really we, thought we were going to disagree on that one. We're not going to disagree on the next one. We both know that. Yeah, no. We we actually told we did a whole story on this one. Uh, the Wolves, yeah. the Prince tribute yeah. jersey. Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Five out of five. Perfect. Also five out of five. For perfect. The best. Uh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, for sure. Now we're getting in the dog days here. Uh, <sighs> New Orleans yeah. Pelicans. Uh, that. Uh, two? I forgot whose turn it is. Okay, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two sounds about right. It's just <sighs> like it looks like a generic Pelicans jersey. Yeah. Well, nothing, except for the tri- they're paying tribute to the the Jazz uh, colors, which, which is, is cool. Weird. But it just wasn't done well. Yeah. Also, yeah, the Jazz are still a team. So yeah. Weird. Exactly. Yeah, uh, Knicks. Oh, what did I say? Two, and you gave it a. You gave we, it a two? I think we both gave it a two. Okay. Uh, Knicks. <sighs> One. Oh, it's my turn? Oh, I guess not. Um, but I'll go two with this one as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I, they went for something. Uh, just but they just made... No, they didn't go for something. They just took the checkerboard on the side of their uniform and made it slightly wider. Yeah, that's fair. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? The, get out of here. Uh, Oklahoma uh, City Thunder. One. Yeah, you can go first. Boo. Yeah. They're trying to yeah, pay As tree- is tradition... They're trying to pay tribute tr- to the Native American heritage, and it looks like a toothpaste like bottle, like a store <laughs> brand toothpaste bottle. It looks awful. Yeah. First of all, as is tradition on this show, OKC has the worst one. <laughs> it, it, it's it's awful. It's terrible. It's awful in every way. Also, something about the way that OKC, Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, pays tribute to Native Americans when they were the destination for the Trail of Tears has always kind of sat weird with me. <laughs> uh, but maybe I just don't understand, and I'm happy to be explained why I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, I just hate everything about this. So uh, just graphically, it just looks awful. So uh, We've got a few more clunkers that we can just bang through here. Uh, can't, yeah, let's just Orlando skip Magic. through the Orlando Magic. Boring. No. Three? No. Two? One? Who cares? I give it a two, yeah. Uh, 76ers? Yeah, sure. I like it, but it looks like a warm-up jersey. Yeah, it, it does. It's like there's, there's not enough there. It's almost yeah. like a pass. Suns? Yeah. Hasn't this been their jersey before? I do, yeah, they, they go by Los Suns all like the time. Multi, all the time. Like yeah. they just have a, you know, it, there's no and it's just purple. No like, credit. They, no credit. They didn't do anything. They didn't do the project. Yeah. Uh Blazers. Ugh. I mean, I think the Blazers have one of the best logos in all of professional sports and this doesn't have it on it, but I like the stripe. It's I mean, yes, it's on their regular uniforms. I'm going to give it a 3. I I don't love the logo. I don't love the Rip City stuff. And uh, and I but the design of this is nice. The colors are all right, and you know it it, it looks fine. I'm gonna say two. 
I just wish there was a little bit more to it. Eh, maybe yeah, three's fair. Because it's not bad. It's just not good. Um, Sacramento. No, Kings. what is bad is the next one. Remember how good last this year's was? This could be... Yes, that's what I'm saying. This could be great. Yeah. Right? The colors are good, and the layout of the colors are good, but the Sacktown and the Five just look so awful. Yeah. I just... It's terrible. Also, Sacktown is a terrible nickname. I know people from Sacramento yeah. use that, but that's a terrible, yeah. terrible nickname. All, all about it. It's all, bad. it's all bad. Yeah, no, for real. I don't want to go to Sacktown, and I love Sacramento. Oh, speaking of horrible ones... There's all, yeah. What a surprise. It's camo. Yeah, San Antonio Spurs with their camouflage jerseys. Man, these things are so ugly. You it's can't even see the so Spurs logo. Terribly awful in every way. And the you can't see the Spurs logo. And then the Spurs logo is so weirdly aligned with the number. Like, everything about this is awful. Yeah. One. Uh, one, yeah. Curious to hear what you say about this one. Toronto I love it. Raptors. I love it. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, just north. This, I mean, this is I can point out that Seattle... Simplicity can be really strong. It's a very yeah. simple design. There's not a lot going on, but it's, it's, it's powerful. It really, really grabs the eye. Yeah, I would like to point out that Nike claims in their text for this that the uh, Toronto Raptors are the... That, they, that, that it says north because the reflects the team's position as the northernmost franchise in the NBA, which is 100% not true. That's yeah, cuz uh, uh, both Portland, both Portland, Oregon and Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota are yeah. north of Toronto. Uh, and Seattle was too. So, get the <laughs> get out of here with that. But uh, it is great looking and I like it. It's a lot. beautiful. Um, yeah. Utah Jazz, like I'm I have to say, uh, on the one hand, they just did the exact same thing they did last year. Which but on the other hand, it's bad. But yeah, on the other hand, it's the greatest basketball jersey ever made. So yes. why not run it back? So, yeah, so I know 9, I already said that about the Nuggets, but like this one is just like perfect. It's perfect. No, it's so I great. love it. It's perfect. It's perfect, and I love everything about it. And then we have to end on. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, wizards. we have to end on this this blob molasses of nothingness. It's it is exactly like their team, completely uninspiring. This is the clothing equivalent of their season. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like, it's the clothing, it's just nothing. There's nothing to say about this. I find it fascinating that they remain, but first of all, by the way, is the is really the uh, the cool hip nickname for, for DC is the District of Columbia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, like it, you couldn't have put Chocolate City on there? Like, that would have been cooler. Uh, I get that they're trying to distance themselves from the Wizards brand, but they didn't do it in a good way. I, I just everything about the, it's black with I, there's just nothing about this. It's apparently it's supposed to look like the Washington Monument on the sides, which uh, fail. Oh, and, I can see that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the but, kind of thing yeah. I need pointed out to me, but I can see it. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize the Washington Monument was a plinth on both sides. Like, I don't think there's a point in the on the bottom. Maybe there is, and it's underground. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is this is awful. Yeah, uh, you really uh, dropped the ball. So yeah, some great stuff, some mediocre stuff, and uh, a couple of really bad ones. Um, but the city edition jerseys—it has become kind of a fun thing. Um, Absolutely. And I hope I, I think teams are going to start to notice that like stuff like the the Minnesota and the Miami those those ones like the Miami one sold more than I think all the other ones combined last year. Um, so hopefully I, it's perfect i mean there's yeah there's a reason for that like hopefully teams are noticing this and going to kind of start doing more bold stuff because the ones to me that are the most disappointing are are the ones like the lakers or uh uh, right 
it, or the Celtics, where it looks yeah. just like their old old uniforms. Like this is an but opportunity. Thank you, Minnesota. To do thank you, Milwaukee. Different. Yeah. Thank you, Brooklyn. Thank, thank you, you to all these great ones out here. Yeah. Thank you, Toronto. Thank you, uh, Cleveland. Thank you, Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Like, Cleveland's is. I'd say my top three. I'm I'm not going to include the Jazz because it is the same one. Um, although I do love it, and it's probably my favorite. But top three for me is definitely Milwaukee, Cleveland. Uh, oh, I can't choose, and probably Minnesota. Oh, there's some really good ones. There's some really good ones. Okay, Steve Ballmer, get out a checkbook and just buy that LA logo. <laughs> like it's so much better than the awful, awful logo you have now. Yeah. Uh, just think about how great that would look on everything. And uh, and people in certain cities, you should be that while working for certain franchises. I mean, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. seriously, you should hang your heads in shame. <laughs> San Antonio, it's. I think you're the worst one on this list, and it's not because you're the worst objective of design. You're not. There are worse ones, but could you do literally anything else? Like, is it possible for you to make a uni- a jersey that doesn't have camo on it? Is that <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> like, Ugh, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, yeah. we'll see what happens next year. Um, any, anything else? Year. Uh, anything else on your mind, Ark? Nah, man. We gave the people what they wanted. Nice long episode. We did. We did. Lots to talk yeah. about this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is end. this is a fun time of the season. Like we're kind of starting to see who's real and who's not. And uh, yeah, we didn't talk about any of that really. But <laughs> well, no. This is the City Edition Pod, man. This is we take a break from all that boring basketball totally. talk to just do a little fashion. <laughs> Uh, I loved it. Thank you very uh, much, my friend. Um, thank you, thank you. This is like my favorite time of the year. This is ahead of Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm. City edition pod. Um, we do need to. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to getting into some of the nitty gritty again next week because uh, there's there's stuff. There are teams that are good. There are teams that are bad, and there's a lot in between, and we need to talk about it. But we'll just save that for next week. Agreed. All right, my friend. I hope I see you uh, uh, in physical life at some point soon because it's been too long. But uh, in the meantime, agreed, agreed. But just don't forget, I have an Xbox. Oh yeah, let's find something to play for sure. Uh, Well, that all said, bye everybody.